We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Thursday morning edition of Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio. Little, uh... A little different show than normal on Thursday. Usually we talk to Jeffrey Wright, but he is in Las Vegas. If he chooses to join us, then he will. If he's asleep, he won't. It's all good. Um, you know, we got Vegas can be about. Vegas, so no, we have plenty to talk about. It was, yeah, as opposed to some Thursdays, plenty going on. Big day at rebelgrove.com and MPW Digital. We'll outline that for you in a uh, in a minute. But good to be with you here two days away from Ole Miss and Alabama. 2.30 on Saturday, CBS for that one, hearing some um, pretty crazy numbers on the expectations of people in town this weekend to the point that maybe starting today you just get out of the way. Like, I mean, I they mean. Were, <clears throat> they were arriving yesterday. <clears throat> My voice is shot. I don't, I'm, I don't have the flu. I was worried that I did, and I went and got tested. No I don't, flu. I don't have the flu. I just have stuff. But I'm on all sorts of medicine now, and luckily you showed me a concoction, so I'm Seeing how it goes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was. Somebody told me this morning that they're estimating they think about 200,000 in town this weekend. Ooh. So think about some infrastructure on that one if that's accurate. So you have a signing tomorrow at five. You'll need to leave your house at like 5 a.m. to get there. I have wondered a little bit about that on like how that works. Well, I have a suggestion. Okay. If it were me and I were you, I would A, go early, and I would B, I would probably have Kara drop me off someplace a few blocks away because yeah, I would yeah. not want her to have to get stuck in the traffic. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. seem like a good trade for her. <clears throat> and then I would probably walk someplace where she could pick you up. There you go. Yeah. that's I. <laughs> God bless the people that fight the square on football weekends. I mean, I'm for them. I so mean, you're saying tomorrow night's not the night to go, you know what, I'm just going to go to St. Leo and see if I can get a table. I'm just going to just gonna wait wait it out. And, I mean, I, and I'm just, not, you, you've known me a long time. I'm not one to tell people what to do. It, it, it's not what I would recommend. Um, I, I think you have a decent chance of being disappointed. Now, what you could do is go to St. Leo at about 2.30 in the afternoon and, and, and sit there until it was time to go sign. You might have a shot. Oh, that's a good point. You can kill time and hang out. Maybe and, have a shot. Okay. 
That's that. That's fair. I'm so, not sure I'd bet on it. No, no, no. But no, no, maybe. No. Uh, if when you're headed into town, because every damn body is, stop into the Oxford Exxon there on Highway Six West, the Blue Sky location. They're giving away football jerseys. One for every game. What you have to do is just make any purchase. When you make a purchase, you have a chance to enter the contest and win two to go, Alabama and Mississippi State. They, uh, I saw Ole Miss Twitter was publicizing all the different combinations they could do with jerseys and helmets and different things, but I still expect a powdered blue jersey. We'll find that out later to uh, tonight. So lunch specials, jerseys, all kind of stuff there. Blue Sky in Oxford. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are uh, Clark Ford. Is in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Guest, um, guest, God, you could tell my brain shot. The steroid shot makes you where you can't sleep. Does that do that to you? I, I avoid them. I, I don't, I, I will do anything to not take those. I had to get one yesterday because I just couldn't get sick right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm wired to the point of being jittery and yet I'm a little tired too. Does that make sense? Oh, sure. Uh, anyway, no one cares. Six six two two five seven nineteen hundred is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within fifteen minutes and business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle. No haggle. You get your quote. Uh, the rest is completely up to you. You can shop it around. You can do what I've done. But I recommend that you do. And that's hop into a Clark Ford today. Six six two two five seven nineteen hundred. Uh, have a uh, hand raised guys tonight. That's very uh, guest driven. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute, uh, but it's brought to you by uh, Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. The guest join on the Rafters uh, Music and Food Hotline, Rafters on the Square, is uh, the perfect place for your Christmas party or gathering. They can accommodate parties of 10 to 500. Uh, great food with a Cajun flair, holiday drinks, and a festive atmosphere. Call Jeannie, 601-842-0948 to request a catering menu and reserve a date. So uh, a lot of stuff going on on the podcast network. As Neil mentioned, we've got um, this morning show as you're obviously hanging out or listening to that. Mind of my money is today. Yep. And then the uh, streaming versions of shows today, McCready and Siski, two o'clock for that one. You've got Pete's pigskin preview. That is your football dose prior to Alabama. It is the, uh, the thing that will get you the most ready for game day every single week. It's That's going to terrify o'clock. you. Um, I'm going to warn you oh, ahead really? of time. Um, it, when you watch the film of how good Will Anderson is, uh-huh. I mean. He's a big dose of cold water. He's, I mean, the people have handled it. But you see on film why he terrifies people, why the NFL craves that spot in the draft. I mean, you get it. And on the other side, it's not it, it's not all jelly beans. I mean, it's it, it's <laughs> there's a little something there. There's and a dude here or there. Henry Toa Toa, linebacker, uh, Brian Branch in the defensive backfield. It's almost like five star guys matter. And um, whew. and then the running back Gibbs. Gibbs is one greasy cat, dude. There's a lot there. It's fantastic. It's it's. I love saying this because it has nothing to do with me. I literally just sit here and look. It's great content. It's some of the best stuff we do. It might be the best thing we put on our platform. We've got to figure out a way to do more of it. I know that. Um, it's it's terrific. Uh, 
We'll put it up. I've had it loaded to run in podcast form tomorrow morning. It's already ready to go. Chase is probably like, oh, you figured that out. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it, 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 and frankly, and I say this all the time, I'm going to say it again because I just want, I, I like being transparent. We make more money on it if you listen to it. So I'd love it if you did both. And if you're only going to do one, my pocketbook here as we close in on the holidays would prefer that you do it on the podcast network. But if you want to get more out of it, watch it. It's really, really good. Pete puts a lot of work into it. I want to thank the people at Walk-Ons for sponsoring it. Uh, they put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. If you're coming into town this weekend, stop by Walk-Ons. Not everybody can. If the square's like packed and you're like, oh, my God, go to Walk-Ons. Go watch the morning games there. If you're not doing the Grove thing, not everybody does the Grove thing. Bar, food, alcohol. Um, after the game, it's going to be dark. If you want to, <clears throat> don't want to go hang out in the Grove in the dark, and you're looking for some place to go watch the night games, there's a pretty decent slate of night games, go to Walk-Ons. And make sure you tell them you appreciate them sponsoring our content. We appreciate that. There's also a Walk-Ons in Ridgeland as well. Um. Anyway, I interrupted your flow. Sorry. Uh, no, you're good. Butcher and the spin instructor, 6 o'clock. And then a change here. We're going to go at 9 with hand-raised guys. Uh, again, big guest-driven. Ben Mintz, as always. Ryan Brown. Uh, Mike Griffith, who Neil talked about yesterday, being an absolute great guest tonight. And then stats guy's name is Parker, Parker Fleming. Fleming okay, it's a, as well. It's a really good show. Um, <clears throat> I'm pretty proud of it. Um, I forgot about the baseball documentary the season airing tonight yes. believe is belief it? belief yes uh that airs at seven tonight that so is I, correct. I imagine a lot of you guys have been anticipating that and you're going to be streaming it uh is it streaming or is it on espn I, i'm or? not 100 percent sure it's not on espnu but i need to check that i'm not sure so i avoided writing that okay so i didn't want to compete against that because i don't think that would be very cool of me to try to compete against it and i'd lose um <laughs> so we moved it to nine. Chase said that that's about an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, something like that. So you get to watch that, seven to uh, 8.45 or so. Take a moment, collect yourself, wipe away your tears, and um, <laughs> then come to us at 9 o'clock. It's, uh, it's pre-taped, but it's the, the interview with Mike Griffith is one of the best ones I've ever done. Um, he, he is absolutely electric in it. You'll love it. Mike has so much energy. Mike should be the face of the SEC Network instead of Paul Feinbaum. I know both people. Um, Mike should be the face of the SEC Network. I'm not the only person that feels that way. He is one of the single most connected people. Uh, In this, he's covered as a beat writer, Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, Georgia, Mississippi State. Not Mississippi State, Michigan State. He's been everywhere. He's a fantastic reporter. Um, Just does incredible work. And um, he gave an hour and 25 minutes of his time. Uh, Ryan Brown was terrific. We previewed uh, Alabama, Ole Miss. We talked about the Lane Kiffin stuff. Ryan Brown shares my opinion. I was on their show yesterday. I made a lot of new friends in Did East you? Alabama. If you guys are watching, hello. Thank you for some of your uh, your kind emails. Kind? Uh, yes. Hey, it's, you know, Lane Kiffin says there's no such thing as bad attention. So maybe maybe he's right. Maybe any email is a good email. And then uh, Parker Fleming. I don't know if you guys follow him. It's Stats O War on uh, <clears throat> Stats O War on Twitter. He's with BetUS College Football. 
his the Purple Power podcast. He's a TCU guy. He does a TCU podcast, but he does all sorts of stuff. I follow him on Twitter because I like his analytical breakdowns of games with stats and stuff, even though I don't really understand everything. Mm-hmm. And so I finally got him on yesterday to get him to explain some stuff. Um, he he likes Ole Miss's chances on Saturday a lot. He likes Arkansas's chances on Saturday a lot, so it could end up being a really good day for uh, you guys. And uh, anyway, it's a great interview, I think. And then uh, Ben Mintz joins, as always. And Ben was in Hoboken, had his fresh haircut. Did he? Had his fresh haircut. Though, though by the end of the interview, his hair is all messed up because Ben does that thing with his he hands and his that. hair. And it's so funny because when we started, his hair looked perfect and nice, kind of like yours. And then by the end, it was kind of going everywhere. And I was like, why are you? But it's okay. There's energy everywhere. Energy. There's energy everywhere. It was, Just, it was a very energetic show. So that'll we'll, we'll air that at 9 tonight. I, I think you guys will love it. I hope you do, okay. and then we'll put it up in some podcast forms. Uh, I'll, yeah, I, I'll pressure my boy. I don't know. I'll pressure my boy Parham here to kind of get that moving, so that if you're driving to Oxford tomorrow, you'll have plenty. I to mean, it's probably to. three and maybe four is my guess. Three for sure. Yeah. Griffith will be one by himself, right? And then you probably could make Mintz one by himself and put Ryan and Fleming on one together. Okay, that's my thought. Or you could make them four different ones. Sure. Fine with me. Rebelgrove.com. Um, Neil's picks up, as always. You can fade us, pick with us, do whatever you want. We're not very good this year, but it is there. We'll go over some of those picks here as the show moves on this morning. But nobody's good this year. Like we're, like nationwide. It's, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. a thing, and I think it's a good sign for a college Some football. people who are paid to do it are really bad. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, horrific. Um. We have uh, my quick review of Belief, the baseball documentary. Saw it last night, so that's uh, kind of gives you a little bit of a primer for what to expect tonight for that. And then uh, our lead story today is from Brian. It is on the death of Thomas Mayo, Cal Mayo. Many of you know know him who were listening or in the stream. Ole Miss student died earlier this uh, this year of a fentanyl overdose, and since that point, Cal has. Um, made it his his life's work in a way to spread words about the dangers of fentanyl that are overtaking college campuses across the country. It is a complete crisis. It's nothing like anything that when I was in school, when Neil was in school, when any of you were in school, we had our dangers, but it's nothing in the realm of what fentanyl is. So do us a favor. Um, have any young person read it. Have anybody read it who can spread it around. Do whatever you can do. To get that message out, it is, uh, it, it's very important this morning. I really appreciate Cal and Caroline for allowing us to publish yeah. it, allowing us to talk about it, for uh, just the, the strength he's shown to do that. Brian does an excellent job with it. He knows that family well. Um, so just, and I don't just know check them. it out. I don't know them well. I know of them. Uh, my daughter, Campbell, went to school at OHS with Thomas. They're the same age. Um, obviously, his death hit home. And you can tell as I'm starting to cry. I edited the story this morning, and um, it was really powerful. I have so much respect for um, Cal. I don't know him. I, I, I know of him. I mean, he probably knows of me. We don't. We don't know one another. I'm not anywhere near as active socially as I probably should be in the community. And I don't. I don't know a lot of people. Um, his son's death resonated with me for a number of reasons. One, because I'm a human. Uh, two, because I have a child that age, and three, because this is the thing that scares the hell out of me as a dad. Nothing scares me more than this. Uh, today was a big day in our house because Carson drove to school for the first time. 
So I was really nervous about Carson driving until I got up this morning and I saw Chase's text that, hey, give that a read, give it an edit. It's a long story. Chase had edited it. Sometimes it's probably one of our weaknesses as a network that we don't edit each other's work more than we do. But in this case, I followed up and I cleaned up a couple of things. It was really well written and Chase had done a good job editing it and I cleaned up a couple of things that his eyes just missed. But if there's a young person in your life, um, I'm not trying to be sober today or, or whatever, but if there is a young person in your life, you need to make them read this. Then you need to make them put it on their social media. You need to make their friends read it because it just might save one life. And if it does, obviously the story was more than worth it. Um, it's, it's a crisis in college. Um, there was a death at Arkansas recently that profoundly impacted um, one of my girls because she was on um, what's it called executive at um, she's executive in Cayo, and so um, the girl's family donated her organs, and they did the uh, organ walk. Okay. Um, and Campbell was one of the two Cayos, maybe three Cayos, I don't remember that went. And obviously it affected her profoundly because she saw the girl who had passed away or was brain dead. And um, she saw her family and Campbell knows all those people from going. There's a freshman. Campbell knows all so many freshmen because she was the recruitment chair at Cayo. Mm -hmm. And she took it very, very seriously and memorized a thousand resumes. I mean, really did. I'm impressed, but. It's a scary, scary thing, and uh, I, I have so much respect for him not hiding from what happened because I'm not sure I wouldn't hide from what happened. And to tell that story and to tell it with detail takes a level of courage that I just admire. And we talk about, oh, this guy's tough, and this guy's – no, that's tough. Um, anyway – it's a tremendously well-written story. Brian did a great job with it. And um, please read it. Please have young people read it. That's who needs to read it. If you're sitting out there and you're an old dude like me, we're probably not particularly in danger of this because we're not doing the pill thing. Mm -hmm. And the pill thing is a big thing on college campuses. It's a big thing at Ole Miss. It's a big thing where my kids go to school. It's a big thing where other people go to school. It's not, Ole Miss is not immune to it. And Ole Miss is not exclusive in this. This is happening everywhere. And it is terrifying for parents. And if you have young kids, if you're out there and you're in your thirties or something, and you're strolling babies up and down the street, and you think, well, it, nope. You, they will they, they will go from um, Carly Ann's age to Carson's age like that, and then they'll be in college like that, and it's everywhere in college. It's at it is at your kids' fraternity and sorority parties. It is at my kids' fraternity and sorority parties. And as Brian points out in the story, and Chase, stop me if I'm just going too long. No, you're good. I mean, we're they have found ways to get this shit into everything they can get it into everything and and cal talks about this in the story they can press it into everything and thomas and his friends took one pill and they divided it in thirds they thought it was a percocet think about the size of a percocet just think about this for a minute 
they divided it into thirds. Yeah. And Thomas happened to take the third that had the fentanyl. So the other two kids lived because they basically played Russian roulette with a gun. They didn't know it. They had no idea, obviously. Because, look, this goes deeper than this. This goes to, and this is true, this, this has happened to people that we are at least aware of, is if you are in a house, if you're a college kid, take this in your roommate and you have aches or pain and go, hey, I got a pain pill, do not take it unless it comes out of an orange tube that you know where it came from. Absolutely. That's the thing here, too, is this is not just about drug use or illegal pills. This is borrowing a clonopin. And in this fact, is anything. In fact, I don't think, if I read the story correctly and I read it through teary eyes, um, Thomas didn't feel very good. He was yeah. taking something to kind of, hey, give me a, a, you know, a boost to get going. Yes. I mean, he was going to go out to a social thing. He, in fact, at one point thought he might not even go out that night, but it was a social thing. And college kids have a lot of, um, what's the what's the term they use for regret? Fear of missing out. FOMO. Yeah, FOMO. A lot of FOMO. My uh, my sophomore Caroline um, suffers from FOMO. And uh, she will tell you that she's exhausted and she's going back to her room and she's going to get some sleep. And we'll get the text at 1030. Hey, just FYI, I'm going out. Mm -hmm. And you're like, but you're tired and there's FOMO. I might miss out. And she comes back at three in the morning. And so it's what college kids do. And that's what Thomas did that night. I'm going to leave some specifics out here, and we'll move on in a second, but this is more important than anything else we're talking about with lines or picks or games today. Yes. Is that <clears throat> I talked to somebody who is in on these type of investigations, and they had a raid where they found a bathtub full of pills. Think how many pills that is. A this bathtub. Is Oxford? No, no, no. It's not in Oxford, okay. but regional. Okay. A bathtub full of pills that had been perfectly because they they these people have these pill presses and can make it look exactly like whatever pill it is they were trying to imitate, and they tested them and don't get me caught up on percentages, but basically one pill would have as little as point oh something of fentanyl and be perfectly fine. You would never know it. Okay. And another would have up to sixty five percent fentanyl and it would kill you in ten minutes. And it, you have no idea. You you seriously are just grabbing them out, and it could have that. There is no difference in presentation whatsoever for any of them at all. Um, it's also worth no, noting here and giving a, uh, a a quick appreciation to um, David McGee. He lost a son recently. William, yeah. um, the William McGee Institute is at Ole Miss trying to assist with a lot of these type of issues. And he did something he did not have to do. He was getting tons of money into his foundation in Thomas's name without asking for it. People were just sending it in in, sure. in, lieu, in, in, in donation in memory of Thomas. And he basically called Cal and said, look, I'm getting a lot of money. I, I This needs to go towards something, not just simply into our coffers. And they are creating the Thomas Mayo Lab for that. It is part of the McGee Institute. It is to... Uh, do anything to provide assistance with battling these type of substance misuses and mental health issues through research, education, and more. Um, they have a $500,000 goal, and even this quickly, and in fundraising this fast, it's already raised about 385000 So uh, that's that's where it's sitting at yeah. the moment. So, yeah, anyway, it's, uh, it's there. Uh, Ronald says in the thread, I'm glad we're talking about this. I mean, sometimes I feel like the job we do is – pointless <laughs> today 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 i feel like we're maybe doing something productive 
Um, and I realize that people come here to be entertained and to get away from the real world, and we'll do that in a second, I promise. But uh, Ronald in the thread says, as a cop, we've seen uh, fentanyl-pressed, colorful-looking marshmallows to go to little kids now. I don't know if it was real or if it was a, an internet internet thing, but I caught myself multiple times on Halloween checking packages to make sure it was actually what the package was and it wasn't some knockoff, yeah. weird-named version of whatever the package was. I, I won't go political here. I won't. But I will just simply say, if you educate yourself and you read about what's going on at the southern border, we are under attack. We as a country are being targeted. They want... They want to tear us apart socially. They want to tear us apart. Uh, they know what happens to families when families lose young people. And they do want to take away the young people, and they are targeting them. And it is. It's a fact. So, And that's how they're doing it. And frankly, they're having a lot of success. Yeah. Um. So read it. It's there, rebelgrove.com. We might even come back to it. I don't know. My mind's not really on much else right now. But as, no. we, um, as we move on with the show a little bit, uh, podcast brought to you in part by GNM Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync. They fill prescriptions the same day each month. So one trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have everything you need when you need it. You're not searching around for what day is that coming, or you won't have days without medication whether it be Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs or, again, here in Oxford with GNM. That's 662-236-2222. Um, we'll have the postgame show on Saturday. It's brought to you by Dead Soxy. Um, they're sponsoring our postgame show. They sponsored starting last week. It's uh, for the rest of this season, however many games there are, and uh, all of next season. So we appreciate Dead Soxy. If you'd like to show them some appreciation and also get the best socks you'll ever put on your feet, makes a great gift, stocking stuffer. I mean, obviously, socks and a stocking stuffer. Oh, I'll look at you. Um, DeadSoxy.com, promo code uh, Rebel Grove. We don't just say this. I mean, I mean I, I've got a box full of them right here. So yeah. um, they're they're really all I wear. I've got one or two other pairs of socks. They say you love the no shows, and I if I if I have on any long sock, it is a Dead Soxy dress sock. It's all I wear. Yeah, it's. I've got one or two other socks that just happen to be in my drawer that sometimes I'll grab and I should just throw them away. All I ever wear is the, the dead socksy stuff. I have so many of them that I forget that I have them. They're, they're awesome. Um, I mentioned uh, some of our shows, uh, the college corner uh, sponsors, a lot of our stuff. You speak about belief, uh, the, the show tonight. If you remember, they sponsored every single post game show that we did starting with the super regional and, um, I mean, the gamble worked out for them because they did really, really well, but it was still really cool for them to sponsor those shows. Helped us uh, pay for Chase spending a month in Omaha or whatever it was. Uh, collegecornerstore.com if you're looking for uh, Ole Miss gear. Also, The Rogue, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. Uh, they've sponsored two player shows now. I'm talking about doing another one in the spring, so... Um, make sure that you, if you're doing your shopping, as people get started with all your online shopping, it's therogue.com. And we mentioned uh, Hand Raised Guys tonight, brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, uh, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777, or uh, call Southern if you live in Memphis, Hernando, DeSoto County, 662-429-4429. 
Podcast also brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Six different flavors available to you, shipped directly to your door. The lemon cracked pepper is the newest. They also have their two pound bags of individually frozen shrimp. It's not like what's at the grocery store, except a higher quality shrimp from Prime Shrimp, the New Orleans based company. Again, MPW is the code. That is $20 off your first order with MPW there um, with Prime Shrimp. So whether it be the uh, meals in a bag, they're ready in less than 10 minutes, or the frozen individual shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Get into um, picks. Is that all that's up on the site? Is that it? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, your seven questions with Tony Suclos. Oh yeah, yeah. That's Did there that. too. It was pretty good. Tony was solid as always. You also used a uh, a barren tree in Neil's picks. We've <clears throat> well, I mean, changed it up a little bit this time. I'm nothing if not honest. I had a bad, bad, bad week. One and nine is probably the worst we've ever done. I get why I have to like push Rippy to do it every week now. Like, come on, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at some point, it's like cruel and unusual punishment. (laughs) (laughs) We probably should have pivoted like three weeks ago and like had a dog pick, like (laughs) just put some food bowls out or something. Let Rizzo pick each week. See how it goes. Oh God. Is Luther Burden more happy at Missouri? Are they using him a little more? Is he a little little pepped up? Yeah, they're using him a little bit more. Probably more applies to other things too. Yeah. As you uh as you said last week, one and nine for you and Rippy, uh two and eight for Jeffrey, which maybe is his worst week ever, and then uh four and six for myself and somehow picking up three games in the process. Forty nine and forty six against the spread is winning, which would actually be losing when you throw in juice on the year. And then uh, Neil's forty-seven and forty-eight. Jeffrey's forty-eight and 40, forty-seven and forty-eight. And Brian thirty-two and sixty-three against the spread. So counting juice, he's thirty-one. If you bet a hundred dollars in every game, thirty-one hundred plus. Six. He's on. He's on the lamb right now. He's about thirty-seven <laughs> something in the hole at this point. Thirty-seven hundred in the hole. Yeah, if his, you're betting a hundred on every game, his card's been frozen. <laughs> He no longer would be getting markers at the casino. They'd go, nope, you're not getting the IOU. You're not gonna. No. You're not the high roller. We're gonna let do do what he needs to do here. Missouri plus twenty one at number five Tennessee eleven o'clock CBS. I know Missouri's been playing a lot of close games. I know that eleven o'clock can be a little sleepy. I know Tennessee's coming off a loss. I know all those things. I can't watch that game at eleven o'clock, however, and be pulling for Missouri to keep that game close. It Tennessee just scores so many freaking points yeah. against teams that aren't Georgia. That in the rain. Well, I, eh. it, it it is going to be a psyche game for Tennessee to just kind of get back up and shouldn't be though because the committee basically, it's still there. The committee sort of handed them a gift. It didn't didn't crunch them. Got a real chance. To play in the playoff if they just win out. And winning out is Missouri, Vanderbilt, and South Carolina, for God's sake. The advantage of the East versus the West. I mean, who's the worst team in the West this year? Arkansas? No, Auburn. Auburn's the worst team in the West. And you look above them, who are the next three worst teams? It's Mississippi State. that They're capable of beating you. Arkansas, they're capable of beating you. And Texas A&M, who we just saw. They're capable of beating you. Texas A&M gave Ole Miss a game. The East doesn't have that. The East has walkovers. It's the difference. They do. (sighs) 
Missouri, where are they record-wise right now? Uh, I guess it doesn't really matter. They're, they're five wins. Can they, they get to – do they have a gimme left? Not a gimme, but sure, they could beat Arkansas. Absolutely. They get Arkansas at home day after Thanksgiving. That's a very winnable game. They got New Mexico State next week, too. That's, yes, they yeah they'll get there. I mean, look, they could easily have three. They're more. only four and five. Oh, four and they five. need them both. They could easily have three more wins right now. They have found creative ways to lose games. Yeah, they'll be four and six after Saturday. I felt bad for them last week. I know we love to make fun of them and stuff, but that, that I felt bad for the the snap goes over the punter's head. They're about to get the ball and win the game, and the the punter, to his credit, makes a really good play, but it's fifty yards down the field. And I get – I didn't know that, that the tackle box went on for infinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should fix that. I don't like that rule. My hunch is that hardly anyone knew that was the case. Well, the kid clearly didn't know. He thought, hey, I just made the big play. Yeah. Did we all take them? Yeah, yeah we, we all, we all laid the points. Okay. Number seven, LSU, minus three at Arkansas, 11 a.m. ESPN. I don't get it. Rippy and I just said, what the hell? Let's take the hogs. Not there's buying a, into the trap. There's a lot of people that are that are doing this that are big. Really, Parker was Parker was pretty big on Arkansas. Did he chances. have a statistical reason? Yeah, and I can't remember it. So you should watch the show. I did a lot of talking yesterday, so I don't remember everything that was said. I did an interview in Birmingham that created a day full, and at the time I thought it was pretty benign. I was just talking. Did you ever watch it? Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Whatever about the game. (sighs) What did I say that was so offensive? Help me. You didn't say anything. There were people coming into that stream, Auburn fans, that by God, no matter what, if you said anything about anybody other than Lane was the right choice and that's who you should hire, and then when it went to freeze makes sense, their heads combusted because they couldn't process – Three different things at one time. It was impossible in their heads. You just don't want to lose Lane, you freaking rebel, and that is why you're pushing Hugh Freeze on our ass. <laughs> and, and that me, is what was happening yesterday. And I'm going to be clear here. Do I want Lane Kiffin to leave? No, of course not. Well, yeah. am, am, am I going to lose sleep if he does? No, I'm not. I mean, you know this. I mean, we'll just carry on. We'll get ready for a coaching search. We'd cover a coaching search. That's what we would do because that's what we do. I mean – We've talked about, I think it's the reason that we do as well as we do. We are not so emotionally attached to it that we can't do do our jobs. I think we proved that in the NCAA thing. We've covered good teams. We've covered really good teams. And we've covered shitty teams, pardon my language. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of keep rolling. We launched the podcast during the Houston Nut era. And not the good part. True. So... The people that are like, oh, he's just trying. And then, hey, look, and and if Auburn doesn't hire Kiffin, I don't care who Auburn hires. Someone kind of playfully said, are you lobbying for, like, Sexton or something? No. I mean, Jimmy knows how to reach me. If he wants me to lobby, um, there's probably a price. Uh, I'm sure. We could make it work. But to to this point, uh, no one has asked me to. I didn't lobby for Kiffin. In 2019, I just said it was the right move. Frankly, I and I've said this before, I was the dumbass that wrote it on the Sunday in 2017 that Ole Miss made Matt Luke the head coach, not just the interim, 
the head coach. That day, I led 10 thoughts because Chase was like, what in the hell are you doing? I led 10 thoughts with, you should hire Lane Kiffin, who at the time had been at FAU for a year. Yeah. So I've kind of been on the Lane Kiffin fits Ole Miss thing for now five years. I get a lot wrong. I got that one right. He does. He fits like a glove. Um, but Freeze fits at Auburn. Freeze fits Auburn. If Freeze did not have any of the other stuff, he might be literally the perfect candidate at Auburn. Because he's already pretty damn close anyway. Because I, I, I just... Our news cycles move so fast. People move on. People like forgiving people. I don't even think it's hardly a factor at this point, if I'm honest. I, I, I don't think any of that has any relevance, barring him doing something dumb again. I, I just don't. There are people there that are hung up on it, but they're disingenuous. Come on. Yeah. We're talking about football coaches. He has. I was not sure when it happened if he could fully – or adequately is the right way to put it, adequately renovate his reputation only at Liberty. But I think he has. I think it's okay. Yeah. He can get hired with no issues. I think so. Um, The league's cool with it. Yeah, the league's okay with it. I don't think the league's thrilled with it, but they're fine with it. Yeah, it's fine. Um, And look, I think I told Chase this yesterday. I think if if you put the over-under on, I don't know, Two and a half years over under Hugh Freeze is or isn't in the SEC, I'd go under. And it's one of the first times you would have done that. It might be the first time I would have done it. Um, and all I was saying was that all I said was I've, I've watched, it's not even about me, because I, I, I wasn't on the, I, I was off the Auburn beat 2003. So it's been a minute, right? Things presumably have changed some. So I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on Auburn. But I'm friends with people over there, and I know people over there, and they indicate that it hasn't changed all that much, that it's still a lot of the same stuff, different names, but the same stuff. And I've watched the way that they've sort of handled Harson and Cohen and social media. You watch the way teams brand themselves on social media it's interesting to me and Auburn since they fired Harson and promoted Carnell Williams who is a beloved former player was a incredibly impactful recruit for them at a time that they were making a step when Tommy Tuberville had kind of first gotten the job there he was one of Tuberville's first real big recruiting wins and then Carnell had a special season he made a, had a special career, I should say. He had a special play. He was part of an undefeated team that didn't get a chance to play for a title, and therefore they were somewhat um, and fairly romanticized. He gets the job, and his speeches have been about the Auburn way and doing things where we're, we're Auburn football. Like, they have their own brand of football, right? And... They've rallied around that with family and all that stuff, and I'm expecting a really big crowd there Saturday night when Texas A&M comes to I town. I am too. And had Brian Harson still been there, I would say that there would be 25,000 or more empty seats in that stadium. Instead, I expect it to be full. I expect it to be emotional, and I expect that team to play out of its mind for him a little bit, honestly. Um, 
And that's all cool. But you watch that and you go, all the stuff that makes you guys feel good, that brings tears to your eyes, that makes you feel great, is stuff Lane Kiffin's not going to do. He's not. And this isn't a criticism of Lane. It's just Lane. The brand is Lane. I mean, talk about bastardizing what you said yesterday. As I saw the post, and I get that if you pull out the bad of any, like, entity on the internet, there's all kind of crap, but essentially accused you of saying that Auburn was going to hire Hugh Freeze because he will like Christmas trees. It was like that. That You, you are... That's really boiling it down. I mean, that is... <laughs> that is... I mean, <laughs> wow. It's <laughs> not exactly what... You know, sometimes I insult my own intelligence and then I get those emails and I kind of appreciate them because it tells me that, you know, Neil, you're smarter than you think you are because uh, you're certainly smarter than these people. Um, Kyle says, thanks. Uh, by the way, thanks for Super Chat. He says, imagine what happens when Saban leaves Bama as an Alabama fan. Because Kyle is, he's from Tuscaloosa. I don't want to see Freeze go to Auburn. Huh. Huh. Well, look, I think Freeze is dangerous at Auburn. I've said this. I think because of those two wins, does Freeze scare in quotes Alabama? No, no, no one scares Alabama right now. Not named, but coach. their antenna goes up more than some coaches. Well, sure, yeah. Hugh Freeze would rally the Auburn family. The base would be oh, they think in political terms. Your base would be ready to go. Ready, absolutely. No, he he would do all of the stuff that they like. I mean, he would he would do War Eagle. He would wear the orange and blue tie all the time. You know, one Auburn person told me that a big booster said one day when they were talking about Lane Kiffin, I don't want a coach who gets off the bus wearing an NFL football jersey. I don't, no, no, hold on. It, it's it's brands, Chase. It's so important because it's a perfect example. Nobody at Ole Miss thought a damn thing about that other than, hey, that's pretty cool. He's wearing Elijah Moore's jersey. A.J. Brown, D.K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the in the pandemic, when we had to do the pandemic stuff with the mask, Lane turned the mask into D.K. Metcalf's number. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's marketing. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What he needed to market. Hey, NFL presence, guys, right here. Yeah. You want to be a wide receiver? Look at our dudes. Yeah. You know, like you watch the thing. You've been to a couple of the games that the, you leave to go get yeah. ready, but – you know, when they do the pregame thing with the players and stuff, mm-hmm. Lane's last. And they show Lane getting out in a tailored, very expensive yeah, suit. Sure. And, you know, with sunglasses on and sure. the whole deal getting out of a what appears to be some sort of like a almost a limousine. Yeah. That's the brand. Fancy. Lane. Pretentious. <laughs> and nothing against Ole Miss people. <laughs> and I live in Oxford. <laughs> I've been here a long time. We Oxonians can get really pretentious. There's a reason that, like, hey, I've, I've seen this. The town's hashtag is we get to live here. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. I, I, we're I mean, cool. cool. <laughs> I, I just, it's kind of like saying I'm bald. I mean, we just is what it is. We, when, you, when you go to an Oxford high school game, you will sense, because it's real, the anti-Oxford sentiment. And what it is is you people think you're better than us. And, frankly, we do. And so, I mean, my brother coaches at Tupelo. I get it. Like we we don't get calls in high school games. Really? Re- no. Seriously? If you get refs from outside, oh really? You don't get a single. It's noticeable. Oh yeah, you see it. Oh oh, you see it. <laughs> What's a foul for us is not a foul for them. <laughs> it's an assault for us. You know, for them it's like, oh hey. <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah, it's different. So, but Lane fits. Yeah, sure. Hugh fits. Hugh fits Auburn. Mm-hmm. I think Hugh is a little more cookie cutter. He would fit a lot of places. Like I told you yesterday, I think Hugh would do a good job at Kentucky. You know, I think Hugh would do a good job at a lot of places. But Hugh fits Auburn in a way that would raise antennas. Are they going to hire him? I don't know. But like people talk about Deion Sanders, like Deion Sanders is high risk, high reward. <laughs> And what I said about Kiffin, and I'll say it again, is if you tell me in one breath, and they push back on this hard too, Chase, if you tell me in one breath that Lane Kiffin is the next coach at Auburn, and what I said on the next round show with Ryan and Jim and Lance was, if you tell me that, and then you say, guess his contract, okay, I'll guess his contract, eight to ten years, a minimum of $10 million a year. Mm-hmm. Total value of the contract. My guess is that Lane would want it to be $100 million for the headline of $100 yeah, sure. million. That's my guess. I had someone tell me yesterday that I wasn't far off and that um, it would all be guaranteed. And what I said was, that's a risk. 
Because Lane's one hell of a football coach. We see that. But nobody's perfect. And what if, just what if, it didn't work? Yeah. What if they just didn't, what's the word that they use in the South, kind of G-Hall, right? What if they just didn't mesh? What if they just didn't mesh? Well, look at Texas A&M, and we can do all the thing about, and I'll do it with you because I enjoy it. Texas A&M and the cult and the North Korean band and all that stuff and the weird things with the cheerleaders and the rings and all that stuff. The one thing you can't say about Texas A&M is that they don't have any money. They got money. Oh, they're flush with cash now. They got lots and lots of money. Yet, they don't have enough to buy off a coach that they'd like to get rid of right now. And they're not very smart about spending their money, but that's not the point. It's not the point. Well, you don't have to be when you're flush with it. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know, if you have more money than you know what to do with, and you're like, whatever. Eh, you want a Mercedes? Let's buy a Mercedes. You want two? Yeah, sure. Auburn's not there. Now, Auburn's got a lot of resources, but they don't have A&M resources, and it, it should be a, a sobering thought that, hey, you bring this guy in, and what if things don't work? What if something happens? What if there's a scandal that you can't fire him for? Texas A&M would love to fire Jimbo Fisher, who's about to go lose. They're not going to a bowl, seat, a bowl game. If I told you before the year A&M doesn't go to a bowl, you'd have been like, oh, my God. Well, they're not. They're not going to a bowl, and they are a doink field goal away from being winless in the SEC. Oh, yeah, okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, no, I get it. You can listen to that, by the way. It's on YouTube and their podcast network. Ryan tweeted out the full link and the portion of the show at the beginning when they talked about freeze. So if you'd like to see that, cross-promotion there, next round live for uh, for that uh, give me one second. We're going to go to break. We're going to call Jeffrey after that. We'll go over some picks with him for a does few he minutes. Want, does we'll... he want me to call FaceTime or Skype since uh, he's at home? Not not at home. So. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, uh, Daniel Cotto says the insane coach contracts need to stop. Jimbo's might be the start. It might be, but it might not be. Yeah. I'm not I'm not so sure. I, I agree with your sentiment, I think. Yeah. But the I theory and the practice are two different yeah, things. The, the practice, I'm not sure that I agree with you. In fact, I think I would bet against you. Uh, real quick, podcast brought to you by Johnson Hill Creamery, johnsonhillcreamery.com, small batch artisanal cheese, charcuterie, and more. They uh, help you with your tailgates. They deliver right there to the Goat Grove, and you can order online at Johnson Hill Creamery, hash, uh, slash shop, slash catering, slash tailgating. Also, uh, cheese class is coming up. Holiday cheese class. They got an open house on uh, 12 to 5, Saturday, November 26th. For that one, they're on their uh, shop. A lot of different gifts and different activities. You can see all the different activities at their Instagram page, Johnson Hill Creamery. So, again, they make all their cheeses locally and in-house. That's 662-419-9201. Uh, A-Stock Auctions is a Nashville-based online auction company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items at A-Stock start at just a dollar. That's right. Every item starts at just one dollar. Um, shop now at astock.bit or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. Want it? Bid it. Win it. Solutions RX is a probiotic multivitamin supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelson. It's pharmaceutical-grade, manufactured here inside the U.S. under the highest standards based out of Iuka. Mississippi, um, they've got a lot of products, prescription support. Um, Chase was mentioned the fish oil, the vitamins. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of stuff. Um, frankly, I've been taking some of it, and I think had I not been, 
whatever I sort of encountered this week would be a lot worse than what it ended up being. SolutionsRx.com. Type in the uh, promo code OEP at checkout, and you get uh, 10% off your first order. Hawkeye Portable Buildings is at 7991 Highway 7 South in Hawkeye. Uh, they custom build your building to your specifications. However you want your carport, ATV, or storage shed, barn, hunting cabin, or other buildings, Hawkeye can accommodate you. You pick the color, the style, the windows, the doors. Hawkeye makes it happen. In-house financing is available, free delivery, and set up within 75 miles of Hawkeye as well. 662-226-2233 or go to HawkeyeBuildings.com. You can also find them on Facebook or Instagram at Hawkeye Portable Buildings. Uh, don't forget for the holiday party season that's coming up, uh, Game Changer Patches. They actually, they really work. It's the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. Put that warm-up patch on before you go to the party. Put the overtime patch on when you get home, before you go to sleep. And you'll wake up the next day. You'll feel fine. Gamechangerpatch.com. Promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Podcast also brought to you by Style Assembly. Style Assembly located just off the square in Oxford. Tons of people in town. So, again, tons of you listening. Trying to win you a $250 gift certificate here to take care of Christmas, maybe. Just buy the lady in your life something special. They've got gooder sunglasses and much more. So go in. Again, right there off the square. Tell them you just came to uh, your podcast listener, your subscriber. Just claim to see what's going on. Ask for Kate, the owner, and talk to one of the style associates. And you can enter to win that $250 gift card now through the end of November. So big game weekend this weekend. Take advantage of that. And they will, uh, no purchase necessary or anything else. They'll help you out. They just want to get to know you. And move forward from there. So shopstyleassembly.com. You can see all their different social channels through that. Again, that's Style Assembly just off the square. I haven't gotten anything back from him, so if you want to try one, we'll just see what happens. Because he said he was he said I can do now if you want. Which would earlier, you recommend? So. Probably FaceTime. I would assume that guarantees a phone is that's on my him, guess so, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's just hang on. So no, hold on. Okay. Uh, we're finishing talking about it. LSU, Arkansas, this three-point line. I mean, I, look, I'm taking a flyer. I have no idea. From a matchup standpoint, I'm curious what he said on the show because I was unaware of where that matchup benefits. Now, LSU has gotten better, tons better. Brian Kelly's done a hell of a job. Yeah. They are susceptible to some weird games. They're not sure. great. No, and we haven't seen them be great on the road yet either. Um, and you have to think – you have to think this has been a bit of a come to Jesus week inside the building in Fayetteville. You know, I mean, that was, look, we can make all the jokes we want. They were better than Liberty. Sure. They, they lost to an inferior team at home. And those are the kind of games that a head coach knows. Those are the kind of games that get you fired. Those are the kind of games that take away all the goodwill. You can lose to Alabama at home. But you can't lose Liberty at home. He's already either one. Okay. You lose those games, you pay for them. Uh, new face time, but nope, that's not what I want to do. I guess it is what I want to do. Yeah, they changed the way this looks on your computer, but I got it now. Oh, really? A little bit. Calling Jeffrey Wright, who's in Vegas. Good morning. Good morning, Jeffrey. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. It's weird. From a service issue? Uh, no, it's like my end. 
Okay. Well, let me try Skype. Okay, I'll try Skype. All right. Yep. That's what you get with live shows, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Chill out. No big deal. I think by this point, people are used to it. I'm going to pull up his number. I've gotten so nervous about (laughs) calling that lady again. You don't want to call the woman in Memphis that we called last night? I really don't. I felt really bad about that that night. What time was it? 10.30? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Just late enough. She was asleep. You could tell she was asleep. She was not happy. No. And if you're someone like me who doesn't, has a very difficult time going back to sleep, you, you can relate to that. He doesn't have a great signal. Yeah. Hi, you've reached Jeffrey with 92.9 FM. Please leave your name and number. He'll either call us or we'll just continue on. A lot of what uh, Parker was talking about was their Arkansas's run game, the way that it it's yards after something. I don't remember. It's, It's such that it will give LSU problems. Jeffrey, how are you? All right. Now I'm great. You're good. There you go. You with us? Yeah, can you not hear me? Yeah, you're here now. Yeah. So we're talking about uh LSU Arkansas. You and I have the same opinion on this. I don't think either one of us see it, but there are a lot of people out there that for whatever reason from a betting standpoint really like Arkansas plus the 3 at home. I'm not LSU. seeing anything. It's just a complete and utter trap and I decided we're just going to steer into the curve. Yeah, I mean, I think the idea would be the ultimate wise guy play would be Arkansas just had a horrible loss at home. LSU's riding high after a big win, and it's like a bad spot. The problem, though, is if you look at LSU from a gambling perspective all year, like the numbers kind of been wrong a whole lot more than it's been right. Like they have, on average, they have seven wins this year. In their seven wins, they've covered six times. The one time they didn't cover, they were down seventeen to nothing, and they won the game. Like the the number's been wrong by like an average of like twelve points. So I just think that LSU is one of these teams that power rates so much differently than it does as an actual football team. Yeah, I I watched a lot of that Arkansas game against Liberty, and I just kind of feel like I know what I saw, and 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 maybe it was a one off, but their offensive line. For all the talk about Jefferson and whether he's hurt or not and all that stuff, their offensive line not only was bad, they they were not communicating. Something something was happening from a preparation standpoint, and then I've subsequently heard some kind of rumblings out of there that things aren't exactly wonderful between Kendall Bryles and Sam Pittman, that they're not on the same page about uh, what to do with the quarterback situation with K.J. playing hurt. Does he? I don't, I don't even know if K.J. is going to play Saturday. I mean, I keep thinking they're going to give him a day off, a week off. They did it once already, and then they played the wrong kid. They didn't play Hornsby until it was too late. Hornsby came in and was effective against Mississippi State, but by then they were down four touchdowns. Um, 
maybe. I do also wonder though, would Hornsby have been affected all game? Like he came in, and he, I agree with you, he was effective, but also how much of that was like State was up four touchdowns? Some of it was. He's a really good runner, um, you know. And so the rumor is Bryles is leaving, and when he does, Hornsby's going with him. Um, which isn't going to surprise people. Players are going to leave with coaches. That's just going to happen from here on out. But you know, it's, it's kind of weird. I don't, I don't, I don't know that that team is the one that's poised to pull off an, an upset at 11 a.m. against LSU. I just, I just don't see it. I, I, in fact, I, I think there's more more chance that it's a blowout. Yeah, I guess the question is, did Sanders play? on saturday i saw zero snaps of that game yeah he played uh he ended up having a pretty good second half he had a terrible first half in large part because he kept getting hit behind the line of scrimmage they had like nine negative plays on first down in the first half it was insane i mean that is that's the first inexcusable loss for Pittman. yes yes but it was really inexcusable and if you pay attention to their people and um yeah, no, but I'm saying people usually, of people of influence there are. This is where it's going to get interesting. I anticipate, based on what I've heard, and I've heard this from people. Not these are not Arkansas people. This is industry people. You can probably take a stab. Um, they think that there's about to be a pretty decent influx of NIL cash into that program. That is going. That's corporate based. That is going to raise ex- expectations, and it's also going to sort of raise demands. So he can't lose those kinds of games moving forward. Well, also, the reason why I bring up the inexcusable loss, not to say, like, oh, well, it's only his first one. No, no, no. There's a difference between a bad loss to me and an inexcusable loss. Yeah. Like, when you have the inexcusable loss, it's pretty hard to just turn it around the next week. You know what I mean? Like, I don't just think, like, you just move on from those. Those are the types of losses that had happened late enough in the season those are the types of losses that kind of kill the season. Yes. Houston Nutt had one happen the first game of a season that killed a season. Exactly. Ole Miss never recovered from that game. And frankly, and I'm not comparing the two. No, 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 but he never he never did. His Houston, career ended that day. Houston's career at Ole Miss mm-hmm. ended that day. In that well, over Houston in that overtime. And and it, they and you know what's funny is I just thought about it for the first time. That game ended on a two-point play, if I recall correctly. It did. It did. The Arkansas-Liberty game ended on a two-point play. Because if Arkansas gets in there and, and goes to overtime. it goes to overtime, and frankly at that Arkansas point, probably I love Arkansas's chances at that point because Liberty would be like, oh, my God, we just pissed away a 21-point lead. Yeah. Well, and, you know, if you think about it, like it's not like Houston's career ever got back on track. It never did. It never did. And as you know, as you pointed out, Houston had opportunities at smaller schools, but he was above that. But I mean, literally, that ended his career. You uh taking Vanderbilt on Saturday, Jeff? Why not? Right? Okay, I'm done. Have it. So it's listen. I will gift wrap yeah, that well, to you. I'll based see- on what? Like, okay, I guess Kentucky covered for us last week, but based on what has made Kentucky trustworthy, they're not nothing, Vanderbilt. No, they're they're not. It, uh, Vanderbilt is is less trustworthy than. Kentucky is not Vandy did cover against Missouri a couple weeks ago. I got that they, one. They did. Congrats. Thanks. Well, I'm just, just like, picking them to get lost. You have to realize, I've watched them play enough. They haven't quit. And so they're going to get somebody on a – they're going to cover against somebody late. They Don't forget they covered against Ole Miss week whatever, 13. 
last so, year. So do you legitimately like this bet, or do you just had to pick one? No. How can you like either side? I'm just asking. You First off, you like Kentucky plus three touch or minus three touchdowns? Well, no. Never. Ever. Like, how can you like either way? It's a stay away. I will not be betting this game. You have Alabama 34, Ole Miss 27. The Rebels getting 11.5 on Saturday at home at 2.30. What's going to decide this bad boy? Uh, Like all great football games, turnover margin probably. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm going to be honest with you guys. I have this funny gut feeling on this game. It won't go away. And and last year, when everybody else was hyping it up, I was like, Ole Miss is going to get beat. And I've just got this funny feeling about Saturday. I have this feeling that Alabama is just not going to answer the bell. We always do the, if you could get one stat, and for me this one is so easy, it's Jackson Dart rushing yards because it tells me sacks and his ability to run the football. So what would the number be that you'd need to oh, see? Oh, God. Um, 70? At least. I think Jackson Dart's got to run for at least 85, 90 yards to have a chance in this, for Ole Miss to win this game. I mean this, I mean this in the sense of, I think the Alabama standard. Are we sure they're good? We're sure they're talented. Yeah. We're not sure that they're good. They've got a quarterback who's banged up and wide receivers who can't get downfield like normal. So my my overreaction on Monday was Georgia and Alabama, to me, have officially traded places because I thought Georgia's win on Saturday – was so businesslike, was so um, – it, it just felt like an Alabama win of the last, you know, 15 years. And Alabama is still, to me, a really good SEC team. At home, they're probably going to take care of business. But when they go on the road, you know, they're kind of gettable. And that's kind of what Georgia has been – that's kind of what Georgia has been the last, you know – really up until last year winning the title. And that's kind of what I felt like on Saturday. I'm not ready to say Dynasty's dead because I still think they're going to go get players. But I think what it really boils down to is I think hiring Bill O'Brien is the biggest mistake Saban's made at Alabama. Why? I think he I think if you look at I think if you look at his career, he has never been proven to be an actual like elite offensive mind. Um, and if you look at who they had before him in Sarkeesian and Lane, I think those guys have proven to be elite offensive minds. And I think he's not, he's not scheming ex- explosive plays like the previous guys did. Here's an interesting Alabama stat. And I don't have it exactly right, but I'm close. They're third or fourth in the country in yards per carry on the ground. They're 88th in the country in rushes per game. Really? They don't run the now, ball. Now, part of that is probably when they do run the ball, they're running it against the light box. And so teams stock the box because they're not as talented out wide as they've been in the past. Correct. And I, I think that's as big a part of their deal as anything. They just don't – we've seen this with Ole Miss. It limits Ole Miss's passing game. They just don't have that dominant, explosive speedster on the edge that no, they had no, in the no, past. No, no, no. There's no Jalen Waddle. There's no Deont- 
that was Smith, the kid that won the Heisman. Devontae. Devontae. I want to say Deontay. It's not Deontay. There's no Mechie. I mean, it, yeah, there's no John Mechie. You had, if he went and ran a fly route, you had to run with him. Well, there's no, you know, Henry Ruggs. There's no, you know, uh, Jamison Williams. Yeah. They just don't have that. <clears throat> they thought they were getting that guy. Um, he hasn't come to fruition. So I've got the, I'm looking at the number right now. They are third in the nation at 5.91 yards per rush, and they have uh, they are 92nd in rushes nationally. Oh, that's even worse than I thought. There you go. Now, with that being said, like I don't know, are they are they are they prepared to lose their you know second game in a row? When's the last time I, they did that? It had to be. Uh, Neil was in Mobile. It had to be the year one. Yeah, 2007. Mm. Well, how close were that Auburn, uh, the cam, the cam back? Uh, who did the, who did they play before that? I can't remember. I mean, they lost three that season, but I don't know when they were. They lost to LSU when like uh, uh, Jefferson, like they ran like a. They lost by two scores in that game down in Baton Rouge on CBS. Um, the comeback, I don't remember what their other loss was that year. Point being, I mean, it's, it's complete. I mean, it has to be It has to be Saban's first year is the last time they lost two consecutive games. It's the most gettable they've been in a long time for Ole Miss. Oh, it's probably the most gettable they've been in the Saban era. They're more gettable on Saturday than they were when Blake Sims came to town. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the last time Ole Miss played with them, I know, I know the 2020 season. I just, I have a hard time taking that season seriously. As, as we, I'm, I'm so with you. Like that season, the more, the farther we get away from it, the more we realize, like, okay, this was an outlier. Yeah, I, I almost just disregard it. Completely. I'm not taking anything away from Ole Miss's offensive performance that night, but because it was great, but I just now nah, whatever. But, but the last time they played with them was 16, when Chad Kelly was a senior, and they scared that team. Well, but, I mean, they were up what 24 to three. Yeah, they were up three touchdowns at the half, or whenever it was. But since then, they've never really contended with them and this feels like the first time since then that i'm like you know i could see it like if you told me i mean lane's first year they matched them for three yeah, and a half quarters. I, saw, I, saw, I just yeah, think that's 2020 I mean, and i've just gotten where i throw that out yeah in my mind i just pfft. there was so much weird that season like you don't know who missed so, practice because they count, didn't contact count, traced or whatever do we count consecutive losses if it was like in 2013 they lost that they lost to auburn on the kick six and then uh, that was the Oklahoma Sugar Bowl. Man, there's nothing like Alabama in a, in a no apparent reason Sugar Bowl. Well, Man, and that's kind of but that's a, something I'm curious about. Kids go to that program under two premises. They're going to get you to the NFL, and you're going to play for championships. And for the last 12 seasons, every game they've played in the regular season has been in championship contention. Mm-hmm. And suddenly... And I guess there's a – I mean, I guess if you want to talk yourself into, hey, Arkansas and Texas A&M are going to beat LSU and we're going to win out and then we're going to get Georgia and we're going to beat them and we'll get to the playoff as a two-loss Alabama team and, and, and run it. Okay. I mean, the, 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 that's a lot of ifs. 
I mean, that that's so many ifs that that could literally be off the table if you're Alabama before the Ole Miss game kicks off. So, I mean, if LSU wins on Saturday, Alabama's out. So, and if LSU happens to lose on Saturday, you still have to wait two more weeks yes. and hope that A&M beats them. Because if LSU beats A&M, then you're out. So I, I don't think you can – and to Saban's credit, best I can tell, he has not played that up at all this week. No, he, he, they actually did ask him about it after the game, and he had, his answer was uh, playing for draft stock, which I give him like, – he gave a pretty honest answer. Yeah, but I just wonder when you've been playing for championships and this team – and look, it's, it's so easy to come after the media and, and, and it's fine, whatever. We, we deserve it, I guess. Um, for, for saying this was perhaps his most talented team, might be his best team. There was a real confidence in that building all offseason that they were about to go kick ass, that they were about to go take it. And this team has been, in Saban's kind of words, I mean, paraphrasing, mentally weak. And I don't think that's their biggest problem, though, personally. I don't either, but I guess what I'm getting at is when they show up in Oxford, they're not playing for a championship like they've done in the past. And I just wonder if they just don't kind of have it. I mean, it's entirely possible to act like that that doesn't happen for Saban is ignoring reality. Like, I looked it up. They have not lost consecutive regular season games since his first year. But where they have lost consecutively is if they lose to like Auburn and then they go to a sugar bowl yeah, sure. or they lose the sec championship game and go to a sugar bowl. The I question mean, is Utah beat their ass. Say one Utah time. and Oklahoma. Yeah. The, the question for me is this is a similar situation because I can make the case that it is because they're out at that point. It doesn't yeah. matter anymore. You're not playing yeah. for a championship and there's a difference yeah. between play. I mean, go, go to a, go to a tournament when they have a consolation game. Hell, I'll do this with my son's teams, his club team. When Constipation they, bracket. When they play in the semifinal game on Saturday, it is intense. Like, you're like, whoa, God, I hope they don't break into a fight here. I mean, they are playing. And then consolation. And then when you play that consolation game on Sunday morning, mm. they're like, I'm not running. I, I'm, not, I'm not tackling this. I'm not diving. I'm done. I'm, I don't want to be here. I, I could be asleep right now. I didn't eat right, and I don't care. As opposed to if you if they make the championship game, even though it's just a stupid club tournament championship game, they play hard. To say that these kids, just because they're a little older, don't have a little of that in them is probably foolish. Now, it's also important to note, when they show up on Saturday, and I've been as high on Jackson as anyone, but they're going to have the best quarterback on the field. Yep. And they're going to still have the most talent on the field. For they're probably sure. going to have the two best. They're going to have the best player on each side of the ball. Yes, I have two. I have two questions schematically that I'm curious with Ole Miss, and you, you maybe you can help me look for things. Pete did a lot of this in Pete's Pigskin Preview, which will be out later today. Um, Ole Miss's freshman tackle struggled with LSU's ends. These ends are far better than LSU's. Um, well, I don't know. Perkins is stud. They, yeah, but, Bama couldn't block him either. That's true. That you know what I mean? Like that, he did the same. That was the thing that was fascinating to me. He did the same things to Alabama that he did to Ole Miss. Yeah, no, he he was he was actually the most impactful player on the field that day, including Bryce Young and and Will yes. Anderson. 
But but anyway, Ole Miss is going to have to deal with Anderson and Turner and, and that very talented front. They've got to deal with Henry Toa Toa, who's had a really good season. Uh, Branch is a, is a force as a blitzer. Uh, that offensive line is going to get tested, and one has to think that Alabama is going to want to do some of what it did a year ago when it took away Ole Miss's running game and said, beat us in the air. We don't think you have the receivers to do it. If it comes to that, can Jackson Dart win the game in the air? Uh, yeah, he can. Um, I mean, would I bet on it? Probably not. But what I'm betting on is – I think I think Lane knows he screwed up last year. And I think he knows that he put his team in a position he put his team in a position that didn't even give them a chance to win the game. And that game was basically over with in the first quarter. Yeah. I think the off week is I don't think you can discount that. That team had played what eight games in a row. Like nine, I, I nine games, that, nine games in 63 days. I, I don't think you can discount or, yeah. fatigue, injuries and whatnot. Like that team had played so much football in a row. But I think they're going to have a bunch of wrinkles. And I think they're going to I think I think Lane probably from the scoring side knows what frustrates Nick Saban probably more than anyone. And. I think that they're going to be able to I think they're going to be able to punch Alabama early and then we're going to have that the, all, all these questions that we're just talking about because I think the consolation bracket example is perfect. It's like what's going to happen to Alabama if they get punched in the mouth and it doesn't really matter. Like you know what I mean? Like what what it's not like they're playing to save their season. No, I thought we anyone I talked about it yesterday. It's the most important script game of Lane's career. At Ole Miss, probably. Yeah, I'd say it's probably fair. I mean, I just because of what's going on. I mean, yeah, I would argue last year's LSU game. That's fair. Sure. There's probably some similarities though. Like, hey, you got a team that you got a team that's not really playing for much. The one difference is there's you know it's not like Nick Saban's jobs on the line. Yeah. No. Do you legitimately, from a real money standpoint, like either South Carolina, Florida, or Georgia, Mississippi State, the Gamecocks plus seven and a half, or Georgia giving 17? No, that was Aaliyah's pick of the week. I came into the bedroom and I said, uh, Florida minus uh, seven and a half at home versus South Carolina. And she goes, "Mm, Florida. That's Aaliyah's pick of the week. That's fair enough. So you choose which one she gets every week. That was the first time I've been, I've been oh, done. Okay. Like, that Got game it. just feels like – doesn't that feel like vibes game? That's fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I have – I took Carolina to cover just because neither team's particularly good. And, and Florida is one team when it's good Anthony Richardson and they're another team when it's bad Anthony Richardson. And that seems to be just d- dependent on what side of the bed he wakes up on. I mean, there's no, there's no real formula there. I mean, sometimes he's just not good. And Carolina's not good, but they do these – they're really good in special teams and stuff, and they'll make up a score, and I could just see a backdoor cover there. Jeffrey, you know, the only one taking the Bulldogs. You you forget it's Beamer Ball, and people think that Beamer Ball means good special team. No, 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 no. This is Beamer Ball, which Beamer Ball means you can score in all three phases of the game. Oh. Score on offense, not much. Score on defense, 
and score in the kicking game. Oh, it's special. So so original. Is he the new, like, underrated? I'm trying to think, like, his... There's something about him that, like, it doesn't necessarily rub me the wrong way, but it's like, are you for real, man? Yeah. I'm not sure we're not beating up the wrong coach. We've been beating up Drinkwitz for so long, and look, he's still a dork, but I'm not sure we're not beating up the wrong one. To your point, that's it. Like, I was trying to, like, who, who, that, yeah, they're kind of the same thing. But Drinkwitz is a little more real. He understands he's not cool. He just wants to be accepted in the clique. Beamer thinks he's like Lane Kiffin. Yeah. I think Drinkwitz knows he's not. Well, Beamer's in the group chat, isn't he? Uh, I don't think so, is he? No, I don't no, think so. It's, it's, uh, it's I'm pretty pro- sure Beamer's in there. Oh, wow. How about that? So he has a place at the lunch table, you think? Yeah, I think Beamer's in the group chat. You know Kirby when he sees Beamer. He's like, <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> Who let him in? It's still... Kirby and Beamer still have one of my all-time favorite stories in college football. Before the South Carolina game, uh, that was who beat them the year they lost three games. South Carolina was the team I couldn't think of. Um, before that game, Beamer and Kirby are on the field, and Kirby was like, I'm just so ready for this game to be over. It's like, we've been working on y'all for two weeks. And Beamer looked at him and was like, really? He's like, Yeah. Steve got us in here for film on Sunday night, but we didn't really go to work until Tuesday. <laughs> like that's the difference between Spurrier and Saban. Yeah, uh, night and day. Yeah. Do you legitimately like Mississippi State? Uh, not really. Okay. Well, yeah. why, why, but, I mean, what's my record right now? Uh, you had a two and eight week. There's a lot of people that do like State covering this line. I, I, it, it's It's weird. I don't, but I get it. It's Georgia. Georgia's played these two emotional games in a row, and now you got to go play Starkville. Well, the other thing is, uh, Georgia. Where what I thought was so impressive, and they're probably the only team on on the planet that can do it. But Georgia impressed me on Saturday because they basically said, "Screw this whole. We're gonna get uh, turned around." Uh, in zone coverage, not knowing, like we're literally guys. They went and played cat coverage. Yeah, they mm-hmm. played man. It, it, they played. They straight up played man. And I suspect because it worked like it did, I think that might be like, all right, well, let's just keep doing that. And I do think I think State could score a little bit if they play man. Yeah, because you can you can in that scheme you can get people open in man. Right. Yeah. Last one we'll keep you for, Jeff, is Auburn, Texas A&M. A&M plus two at Auburn, 630 SEC Network. Maybe it's just Cadillac. Maybe it's Auburn actually giving a damn, and I'm not sure A&M does. I really like Auburn in this football game. Yeah, I, I'm i just banking that uh, A&M gets over the flu. Okay. I don't know how you can feel good about either side. You You can't. I mean, neither team's good. Like, how much of, you know, everyone's doing the whole Cadillac thing. Like, yeah, okay, they played hard to the final whistle. They were down four touchdowns. They were. They were. I just think, I don't know. He also didn't coach a very good game. Did you watch A&M last week at all? I know everybody was out with the yeah. flu. but Yeah, I I did. I thought until the second half, I thought they looked kind of good. 
Yeah, but in the second half, as soon as they this is like if Auburn wants to win this game and they really, really do, they as need to they, down. they need to jump on them because if you do, I think A and M's going to say screw this. This is this is just a lost year. And if you talk to people that are kind of familiar with what's going on over there, it is inside the walls. It is chaos. So who's going to be the scapegoat? There's not going to be one. I mean. So they're literally not going to make any changes other than maybe bring in an offensive coordinator. I mean, and even if you bring in an offensive coordinator, Jimbo, because of that contract, has all the leverage. You can you can go hire the name that gets fly, uh, thrown around as Jeff Levy. By the way, I don't think Jeff's going to. I think Jeff's going to get a G five head coaching gig, but they throw Jeff's name out. So let's just say it's Jeff Levy, and Jeff Levy goes in to Texas A and M. The more that I even talk about this, the more I think, why would he do that? But you you hire him. There's nothing stopping Jimbo from going, ah, I brought you in. Mm-hmm. But you know what? The first bad game you have, I'm taking over play calling. No, I mean, in the end, when everyone goes, oh, they're going to make him get an offensive coordinator, I go, how? Literally, if, Yeah, they can't if, make if him. They go, well, if they go to him and they say, you're getting an offensive coordinator, he goes, okay, that'll be $100 million. I'm going to go back to West Virginia or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. By the way, do you hear who West Virginia is trying to hire? Uh, are they are they about to have a cold front come through? No, they're about to they're they're about to go uh, run the clock back. They want to bring Rich Rodriguez back. You're being real. I'm totally totally serious. Ooh, <sighs> can't wait so to bet against do that. The same thing. Are they doing the same thing Rutgers is doing where has Rich behind the scenes convinced them I'm the only one that could win there? Oh, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know that at all. I just know that Rich Rodriguez back to West Virginia is a real thing. How, uh, how are we spending well, I, our – I, I got uh, to say, if that really does happen, Jimmy is truly – like he's now reinventing the game. Like – He's already been the best that there ever is, the best that there ever was. But, like, his new crowning achievement would be, like, can you believe in the year 2022 I got Rich Rodriguez yes. a P5 gig? <laughs> I mean, that's that's Rushmore right there. <laughs> I mean, that's that's truly, like, there will never be another one like him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what are you doing in Vegas today, bud? Oh, today is travel day. So oh, we is are, it? Okay. We're, we're headed home. It's been four days, and I was telling Neil this, and I stand by it. Uh, we had a fabulous meal last night. Uh, it was great. I think Vegas might be the worst couple's like location on the planet. Because she wanted to do things you didn't want to do and vice versa? Correct. Like every, And it's like, think about it. Like, And I'm not even talking uh, the questionable things. I'm just talking about in general Everything the dudes want to do, the women don't want to do, and everything the women want to do, the guys don't want to do. Such, it's just a such bad as. couple's location. Give me, give me a couple of examples. Like, you know, they want to go see, like, the, the, the like, Magic Mike or, you know, like, the dude shows, the Chippendales shows and whatnot. And I have zero desire to go see that. Yeah, like, no. I don't even think it's funny. Like, I just don't – it's just not for me. And – I want to just sit down at a blackjack table for two hours and just play blackjack. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the table prices here have gotten insane. I could see that. 
Why not just this? Is what I don't understand when couples do this. Why not she go to see Magic Mike, and you go play blackjack, and then you meet up in two hours. I think the problem is in a place like this, you know, sending the girl on her own, sending the woman on her own, like that. Yeah, it's where she needs to have a group of a group of friends. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. It's like they need you know six girls and six guys. Like, yeah. you know what I mean, like you need you need you need multiple people people like putting everybody on their own like i get i get that yeah well i hope it goes better than uh california headed in so safe safe travels and we'll uh we'll talk to you on saturday all right see you buddy jeffrey right there on the rafters music and food hotline um hopefully he has a good day the rest of the day getting back we'll um we'll see what we got a good full day here at Rebel Grove, yeah, we got um, we got lots of stuff. I'll I'll yeah. I'll rush through these. You're gonna hear them all day. So uh, ACS ACS LLC MS dot com based in Baldwin, Mississippi. Lamons Fine Jewelry for coming in this weekend, looking to do some shopping. Stop by Lamons. Already told you about Pinnacle. Uh, speaking of Vegas, if you're thinking about a Vegas trip like we are with yeah. uh, McCready and Siski. Do it through John Edwards. It's just so much easier. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. If you are looking for a place to have your Christmas party on the square, I recommend OPA. They can accommodate up to 200 guests. Uh, call Jeannie, 601-421-7147. Uh, service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency sponsors Neil's Picks. They're up on the site, servicespecialistltd.com. CorinthDental.com if you're looking to uh, maybe look into Invisalign. Uh, fix up your teeth, make them look just a little little better, make yourself imp- uh, feel better about your smile. Uh, Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate, based out of Jackson. Service the entire state and all commercial asset classes. Get in touch with B.B. Uh, B. Mitchell, 601-934-5008. And uh, if you're a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands or you're an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify, Andy Ledecky can help. He's a longtime Rivals Board member, diehard college football fan, franchise veteran, he owns uh, multiple franchises and businesses, uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. Call Andy, put your life and career in your own hands, 100% free. See, what do you have to lose? It's MyPerfectFranchise.net, Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net, or 404-973-9901. So again, we talked about it in the opening, huge day at Rebel Grove, huge day with MPW Digital as well. So we'll have shows throughout the day, ending with hand raise, guys. Time change on that 9 o'clock start on YouTube and then the podcast up as soon as possible following that. So again, full day. Appreciate everybody in the stream and wherever you're listening to this here podcast. Again, read the stories at Rebel Grove, including the one for Brian this morning. And we'll talk to you again very soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.